And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And I thank you for tuning in today. I've got a great show for you today. I've got a great guest uh, on deck with me. He is an award-winning multifamily investor from San Antonio, Texas. So you're going to want to stick around, catch the whole show. Oh, and by the way, this award-winning investor, he is now on the multifamily mentor team in our central Texas market. So you, you can bet he has some good insight. So without further ado, Jeff, I want to welcome you to the program. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Andy. It's always uh, always good to be on with you guys. I enjoy giving back through the radio show. It's always kind of fun. Very good. Well, hey, I know your story. I've got your resume here in front of me, your bio. Um, I know you've been on the program before, but uh, for the listener that's just catching the show for the first time, I want to set the table for them. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, before you started investing in real estate, what were you doing? Did you have any experience in real estate? And, and, and how did you find lifestyles? What, what brought you to us? So prior, prior to investing in real estate, our my my wife and I, my wife's Carla, our soiree into real estate was we worked in construction. We worked, uh, Carla worked for a company that supplied plumbing appliances, lighting, hardware, cat hardware, things like that to, to custom, high-end custom home builders. And I worked in construction basically since I was old enough to have a job. I've worked everything from heavy equipment construction. I've done plumbing. I've done framing. I've done Roofing, I've done just about everything except for electrical and HVAC. Um, and then the last thing I was doing before we started investing in real estate was I was working on the sales side, selling um, as a manufacturer's rep, selling materials to builders and, and uh, actually multifamily developers, too. Okay, so that background points towards uh, what you're doing now as an investor. Um, did you invest prior to becoming a member at Lifestyles Unlimited? We did not. We uh, we invest well. We didn't invest in real estate. We were four hundred one k IRA mutual fund. <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we were Dave Ramsey people. We uh, had a pile of debt when we got married. We doubled down, paid it off, and then once all of that was paid off, except for the house, we kind of looked around and went, "What now? There's got to be something better than uh, you know sitting here waiting for mutual funds to grow over time." So yeah, eating rice uh, and beans. Yeah, let me point the listener to last <laughs> week's show. I talked about this very topic: debt versus no debt. Go to lifestylesunlimited dot com because you can catch that there. It's, a, I mean, it's a classic argument, isn't it? Which direction do I go? <laughs> debt is good. Debt is bad. Um, yeah, and I mean, consumer debt is is what we were paying off, right? It wasn't necessarily, it wasn't the the quote good debt. It wasn't mortgages and things like that. We were we were paying off, you know, stuff we racked up during college and when we were young and having fun. So, yep, yep. Hey, and that's the proper way to go now. Lifestyles Unlimited. How did you how did you hear about the organization? What what prompted you to join? What was the motivation there? Well, we uh, we were working out at a at a gym, and a friend of ours at the gym started posting a bunch of stuff on Facebook about you know just renovated this house, just bought this house, renovated this house, and uh, there's a guy named Chris Jamison, Chris Christopher Carr. He's a lender now, um, but at the time I think he bought thirty houses and in in three years or something like that. And I mean, he was just blowing and going. And I finally, you know, had had enough of watching him do it and picked up the phone and called him. And I said, what are you doing? 
And uh, funny thing was, he started talking in in real estate lingo, you know, ARV and hard money and LTV and all this other stuff. And I said, I have no idea what all of that stuff means. And he said, I tell you what, there's a case study coming up in a week. Be my guest, show up, sit down, listen, learn. You'll understand all of this. And uh, back then, we went to case study, and then we had to wait, you know, a week or two until the two, you know, the two day class came up on the weekend. Um, but now it's, you know, that same, you come in on a Thursday, you come right back on a Saturday and, and get the education. And it's pretty amazing how quickly you can, uh, can change your, your mindset, you know, just in a matter of a couple of days. Yeah. And suddenly that ARV, those, those acronyms, they're not so mysterious, uh, starts to make a little more sense. When, when was that? What year was that? That was in 2015. Okay. 2015. Now here we are, what, seven, seven, uh, no, nine years later, um, you and your wife, are you real estate retired? We are, yeah. I was able to walk away from my uh, my full-time corporate sales job in 2020, uh, the latter part of 2020. And uh, my wife actually joined us in our business just this past September. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a fun ride. <laughs> you know, we went out and bought four houses in 90 days. So we were not, uh, we were not okay. playing around. Yeah, that's good. And uh, each one of those, you know, at the time we were we were able to get pretty good cash flow. Each one of those was, you know, between four and six hundred dollars a month in cash flow. So all of a sudden we, you know, we had a pretty good additional stream of income coming in, um, and uh, you know, some capital gains on top of that as the as the years progress. Yeah, and that's the important thing I think for the listener as well. You know, for a lot of people out there right now, you know, inflation read just came in and it was higher than anticipated. Yes, inflation is still there, and a lot of people are struggling with that. And this is really a good way houses are to create that additional income. Now, with interest rates where they are, that four hundred to six hundred, that's compressed a little bit. Although I still see those numbers in some markets, um, so it is a good way to to create that that breathing room, that additional that additional revenue. Um, now you're I know you're a multifamily mentor now, but is there anything you would tell the listener to to know to help them understand the the single family market? Well, I think you just you tie in with with a realtor. I mean, for us, we've got a realty team and lifestyles. You tie in with a realtor and and if you're a member of lifestyles, you tie in with the mentors and really, you know, your first couple, you kind you kind of lean on them a lot and hey, is this buying in the right area? I think you just got to do your due diligence and make sure you know what you're buying going to it eyes wide open, you know, the two-day uh, teaches you. I mean, you can walk out of the two day, the first day of the two day, and, and have all the tools at your at your disposal to be able to go out and be successful buying single family houses. The mentors and the realty team just make it that much easier, yeah. um, and and allow you to go a little faster. But I would just say, you know, make sure you do your do, make sure you do your due diligence, and make sure you know um, you go into it eyes wide open and know what you're know what you're buying. Yeah, very good. Now, have you have you divested all those houses in order to to move into multifamily at this point? We did. I still managed two for my mom, but um, as far as the ones that we owned, we have sold. Last year was the was the last two that we had to liquidate, and those those were the first two big rehab projects that we bought. So we held on to those for six years. Okay, and I'm curious: was the transition for you into multifamily from single family easy, hard? How would you describe that? Uh, it was pretty easy because initially we. Uh, we we moved into multifamily as passive investors, um, and we got into a few passive deals, you know, relatively quickly. And and then when we went and and decided we wanted to become leads, uh, 
we went to, you know, so we have acquisition road trips where the realtors will get up and they'll, you know, present a property that says, hey, you know, here's all the nutrition facts on it. My wife sent me to this to learn. She says, go learn. Don't buy anything. Well, I called her after the meeting. I said, I think we've got one we need to go buy. Really? <laughs> and so, I mean, it was, for me, it was, it was actually pretty easy. We, you know, sometimes, you know, leads will underwrite deals for a year before they find the right one. And uh, just so happened that this one was a market that I knew that I, you know, spent a lot of time in growing up and it just, it just fit. So um, the multifamily stuff transitioning over was, was pretty easy. Now, just for the listener's sake, you used a couple of terms there. I want to make sure they're clear on you. You, you started by investing as a passive and now you are a lead. Define what a passive is versus a lead. So passive investor and outside of lifestyles, it's a limited partner. Um, you meet people that put the deals together, the lead to the people that put the deals together, they go out, they do all the heavy lifting, they make the relationship with the broker, they find the deal, they underwrite it and and put all of the they put the deal together, the investment together. The passive, you know, it's your job to hold the lead accountable. You read through the documents, you look at the financials, you make sure it fits your investment strategy, your investment goals. And if it does, then and and you know the lead and you feel comfortable with them then uh, you basically write a check and then you get to sit on the couch watching Netflix, eating Cheetos and collect money quarterly <laughs> as these deals pay out. Yeah, I'm in that camp right now, Jeff. We, we, we still have a lot of single families, you know, getting around to selling, refinancing, et cetera. But we, we made that move into passive. We're not lead. We're not IRO yet. Uh, maybe that's on the horizon. But I'm curious. So you used, you leveraged the mentors, the single family team when you started buying houses. How did the team help you then when you made that shift into apartments? Well, I mean, you've got you've got the same same group of people. You've got realtors that uh, lifestyles lifestyles realty has a multifamily division, and then you've got your multifamily mentors and your operations consultants at the at the multifamily level. Um, it's, it's it's a very similar situation now. There's a dedicated mentor for passive investors that I mean, you you can strictly go to her. She's She's invested, Madeline's invested in, I don't know, probably thousands of deals. It's a crazy number. She knows, <laughs> yeah, she knows what to help you look for as a passive. She knows how to help you underwrite it, you know, how to help you understand the numbers and, and what to look for and that type of stuff. We can't ever yeah. tell you whether a deal's good or not, but, you know, hey, does this fit your specific goals as an investor? You know, we can help you, help you down that path. And then, you know, as a, aspiring lead or a lead, a, a, a deal sponsor, um, you know, the mentors, you, you really kind of kind of go under their wing and they show you, you know, this is how you work the numbers. This is how you read the numbers. This is what you understand. Through the due diligence process, we go walk all the units, run cameras down the sewer lines, all the, all the sexy stuff that, you know, nobody ever thinks of. We get to go do all of that. And uh, the mentors are there with you every step of the way. Yeah. So, so just like uh, you said with the single family, do your due diligence. You help with that. Yeah. And so you're going into that eyes wide open. Well, hey, we're heading to, to a quick break here. When we get back, I'd like to hear a little bit about that first investment. And then let's cruise through the San Antonio market. Tell us a little bit about what's going on down there, if you would.
Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. So when I say be ready, number one, to get ready, you better join up Lifestyles Unlimited and learn all these things we're talking about. You're out there piddling and, you know, internet information and your buddy's information or your dad's information. It's not going to get you the results that we're talking about. You're going to have to be educated in what we're doing. Learn from the people that are already where you want to be. Join us for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. I'm joined today by Jeff, one of our multifamily mentors in the central Texas market that encompasses Austin, San Antonio, and all the way down to the border. I do want to throw my email out there. If anything has come to mind during the course of the show, you have any questions, you can send those to me at askandy at com. Now, Jeff, uh, I'm up in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. A listener may be new to the show. I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, I'm not invested in anything in San Antonio at the moment. I'd like to learn a little bit about that area. What's going on in the San... Boy, DFW has been exploding lately. What's happening down in San Antonio? San Antonio is actually uh, kind of in a little bit of a transitionary phase right now. Um, there's a lot of new construction that's coming into the pipeline and just like, you know, traditional supply and demand. When supply is high, demand kind of moderates a little bit. So what we're seeing in San Antonio a little bit is, is a reversion to the mean. It's been really, really hot for, or it was really, really hot, you know, 2020, 2021, 22, 23 cooled off a little bit. Um, occupancies are a little soft. Rent growth's kind of pretty flat. But, um, you know, if you've got a deal that you purchased uh, early and, and, and you can operate through right now, I mean, it's it's not bad. It's just, you know, it's not gangbusters. We were seeing double-digit rent growth. Um, almost, you couldn't keep up with the pricing. Uh, it, was, it was going so fast. And, and now everything's kind of slowed down, kind of moderated. And uh, like I said, it's more of a reversion to the mean. Things are just just moderating back to, to normal right now. A normal market, right? Yeah. What about what about population-wise, business-wise? Um, I mean, we talk about the Texas Triangle, which is Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, Austin. Uh, what are we seeing in that in that sense down there? Yeah, San Antonio's still growing. I mean, I want to say last census data that came out, we had a we had a bump in the population of you know like seven or eight percent in San Antonio. Okay. The big thing about San Antonio is is it's growing. It's it's growing outside of San Antonio even, and so you know. San Antonio proper only picks up some of that population growth, but the west side and and the far north side of San Antonio are growing like gangbusters, even outside of San Antonio's in Bear County. But a lot of the growth is filling over into Medina County on the west side and, and Comal and Kendall County on the north side. And so you don't even really pick that growth up as a as a part of the San Antonio census data, but it's it's insane. Um, yeah, if you, the if you look at the map, right? The area. Austin, San Antonio, what do you have in the middle there? Kyle, Buda, I don't know, uh, San Marcos, San Marcus, New Braunfels. New Braunfels yeah. That stuff's all connecting. It's like connect the dots. My seven-year-old, he sits down with the connect the dot books all the time now. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we're filling in those yeah, gaps there, used there, to be, there used to be a break between San Antonio and New Braunfels and New Braunfels and San Marcos, and there's just not really one. And then you got a little bit of a gap between San Marcos and Buda, but once you hit Buda, it's basically you're in South Austin already. Yeah. So. <laughs> it is crazy down there. So I'm curious, you, you mentioned North and West, and I know you're invested in the on the West side, your first investment. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yep. Tell us a little bit about that. Again, going back, that was your first one to do. You 
had 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 you you're yeah. under the wing of the mentors right how <laughs> so back in 2018 um we actually sold our personal residence uh the summer of 2018 and then we were kind of downsizing freeing up some cash to 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 go into you know you, when you start investing it's it's addictive right you got to go find money everywhere so um we we had built a beautiful custom home in 2010 everything that we wanted, everything we thought we wanted at the time. And then, you know, you start looking around and you're like, we don't really need all of this. And so my wife called me, gave her the day off from work. And one day she called and says, we're selling our house and we're downsizing. I'm like, okay. So we're doing that now. Um, so 2018 was a crazy year. We sold a house, we're building a new one and we bought our first, uh, our first lead deal apartment community. Um, it's in a small town about an hour West of San Antonio called Hondo, Texas. And, uh, it was a really big value add. It was a 1978 property that was stuck in 1978. Uh, the interiors, we had, no joke, had avocado appliances. We had Harvest <laughs> Gold appliances um, and that marbly blue carpet that you saw in houses oh. like in the early 80s. Um, and it just hadn't been touched. Nothing had been done. So you know, on a, a small little 48-unit property, we probably spent about ten dollars to $12,000 a door renovating that property uh, start to finish. And we actually still own it today. And uh, most everybody that's in that deal has, I think, our total return on that deal so far is everybody's gotten 98 99% of their original investment back out. We still own it, and we're still cash flowing. So. Did you do a refi on that at some point? We did. Yeah, we did a refi when rates dropped late 2020 we pulled some cash out and i mean it's been double digit returns ever since so and if it's cash flowing you know i'm i'm i have a bad habit of hanging on to my single family houses because they're they're very cash flow strong so I, I i can understand that and i bet you have some very very happy investors but that's not the only one you own in hondo right correct yeah we bought another property last year uh just a mile and a half down the road we were thinking about selling our first that first property and and you know, rolling that capital into into a new deal, and then the opportunity arose to buy the one down the street, and uh, you know, it bolted on. It's a hundred plus units, and it bolted on perfectly. So uh, we uh, we decided to scrap the sale plan, and and now we run them together. And one thing you learn about is is uh, economies of scale, and when you've got that that many doors right next, literally right next door to each other, um, gives you some economies of scale and gives you some efficiencies. Now, I'm curious, Hondo, and and, and, and I actually, I saw you presented a case study. Ah, oh, man, I don't even know when it was. It's been a while, but you talked about that first property. Um, and, you know, I had to look up where is this place. And, you know, it's a little bit, like you said, at what, an hour west of San Antonio. I guess we would call that right. a tertiary market. Uh, I'm yeah. curious, we have investors buying in primary markets like Dallas, Fort Worth. I don't know if San Antonio is primary or secondary, but compare the two. You know, where, does it does it matter where I go? What, what's a, what, what should I be targeting, say, as an IRO or, or my first time lead investment? So as a lead, you know, or as a as a first time, you've got to you're you're a little bit you've got to be a little bit more discerning about where you buy because sometimes the lenders are worried about how far away the property is from where you live, right? So if you're the if you're the deal sponsor, if you're the lead, if you are an IRO, sometimes the lender doesn't want you to be, you know, an hour away from from your subject property or from the property that you're looking at buying um, without handing all of that off to third-party management, somebody that understands that market or has operated in that market. And so sometimes as a as a first time when you don't have any experience or you know you're you're just cutting your teeth into the industry. Um, you probably want to stick to something a little closer to home, you know, maybe 30, 45 minute drive, something within, you know, 40 miles or so. Uh, 
that's something that the lenders will sometimes trigger on. But uh, outside of that, once you start getting some experience, I mean, we've got a property now that uh, is right on the U.S.-Mexico border in Eagle Pass, Texas. It's a two-and-a-half-hour drive, and uh, they saw the experience that I had in the tertiary markets managing. Uh, the, the lender did, and they they just were like, okay, you know what you're doing. Go on, have fun. And when was it? June of 22. And uh, the broker that brought the deal, the real estate broker that bought the, brought the deal to me, uh, I still laugh with him. He's a, he's a friend of ours. Um, we were looking at, at buying another deal. We were underwriting some stuff in San Antonio around the property we had purchased uh, there. And we were kind of wrapping up our renovation projects and kind of moved, ready to move on to the next deal. And um, he came and brought this deal, and the numbers on it look good, everything, until you read the address, and the address says Eagle Pass, Texas. And I went, oh, no, no, I don't know. I don't want to go out there. And um, ended up convincing him to buy me a tank of diesel because I drive a big, big diesel pickup. So I <laughs> just said, buy me a tank of diesel and buy me lunch, and I'll go down there and take a look at the property. And so my wife and I loaded up and drove two and a half hours to Eagle Pass and pulled in the gates of this property and immediately – fell in love. Uh, it was a beautiful property, well-maintained. Um, when we toured the units that were vacant at the time, which there weren't many, uh, it was 135 units, and I think they only had one or two vacant units, uh, very quickly identified some ways that we could you know, do some pretty light renovations and, and did a quick market survey while we were down there and realized that there was some room for some rent growth and, and occupancy was tight across all the properties that we had surveyed. And, uh, you know, long story short, six months later, we owned a property in Eagle Pass, Texas. Um, one of the biggest questions we had is probably one that uh, you have in your mind that I would imagine a lot of the listeners do hearing Eagle Pass, right? It's been in the news. and It has. Yeah, crazy with it, with, you know, with the illegal immigration, it's got to be a third world, you know, like a third world country down there. And quite honestly, I feel safer in Eagle Pass than I do in San Antonio sometimes. Um, I will go down there and, and spend two or three days in Eagle Pass on that property and walk around in the middle of the night and not have a worry in, 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 in mind. It's not what you see on the news. And, right. and I just, you know, take all of that with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that there's not an issue with, with illegal immigration. I'm just saying it's not, uh, not as bad as, as maybe what the doom and gloom news is trying to sell you. Well, yeah. And you've been down there. You said what you bought June of, uh, 22. So, right. Uh, good year and a half. Yeah, so we're coming two. up on two. Yeah, coming up on two years down there. Now you said it's a pretty light lift. Um, what sort of what sort of turnaround? What are you doing to to, I guess, update or or upgrade the give it a facelift? Well, part of this property is built in three phases. So there's some of the property was built in the '70s, some of it was built in the '80s, and then there's some newer product that was built in the late '90s. The late '90s, there's not a whole lot to do. It's you know just paint touch-ups, maybe swap out some floors, things like that. Um, in the, the other two phases, phase one and phase two is what we call them, the 70s product and the 80s product. We go in, and, and I feel like one of the staples that you've got to have in in a in a home or an apartment in South Texas, you got to have ceiling fans. And so we go in and do a lighting package, and we add ceiling fans to the main living room and, and the bedrooms of the apartments and uh, just kind of upgrade lighting package, upgrade an appliance package. Generally, there's some flooring swap out that needs to be done, and, and uh, you know, it's just more cosmetic stuff. There's no major systems functions. One of the okay. things that we found out, we re-roofed that property. That was a, a nice big three-month project, but um, 
you know, as part of the CapEx plan, we knew that the roof was, was aging. And you don't mess around with roofs with insurance anymore because um, they'll, uh, they'll cancel your policy if you don't play ball with them. So we got on that and did some parking lot repairs. I mean, it was, after what we did with our first property, um, the lift that we had on that, it yeah. Everything else kind of seems like cake from there. So. <laughs> no, av- no avocado green uh, stoves in this one, huh? No blue, blue no, marble no, carpet. <laughs> just uh, almond and biscuit. But yeah, Very it, was, good. It, was, it was a lighter lift for sure. It, and it seems like people, as they progress through their, and not, not every time, not everybody, but through their 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 track as a as a syndicator they they tend to move towards newer stuff uh maybe 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 they're maybe they've just learned the hard way hey we had to deal with that 60s you uh built with cast iron i, I don't know what's happening there but um the progress seems to maybe, maybe you just are more experienced and therefore it's easy well and I, th- I think it's that and then you've also got better relationships with better brokers that might have better product and better connections too so i mean it's it's a general evolution all the way across the board i mean if i had a a 1978 big value ad that came across my desk and the and the numbers worked I'd probably bite on it but you know at the same time some of the newer stuff takes a little it's a little less management intensive too so yeah um, there's a give and take on both sides of it got it you just used a keyword I want to I want to I want to pick this up you said relationship and it's very important in this industry to have relationships with a lot of people get a get a build a big network and I think part of that network is what you are now doing as a mentor. Now, you recently joined the the team in in Central Texas as a mentor. When 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 did that happen? When was that? It was just announced? about a year ago. It was last January, so January of twenty three. Okay, very good. What, why did you do that? What 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 caught your eye there? Uh, I got a phone call from Dell that said it's your time to go. <laughs> okay, he said <laughs> twist. Did he buy you a tank of diesel and lunch? No, he didn't. <laughs> uh, it was it was uh, it was Lynn Lynn and Dell talked to me and and you know, said, Hey, you've been doing some good stuff. And we think, we think it's time to give back. So yeah, uh, you kind of get vo- kind of get voluntold, right? So yeah, but it's fun. You know, same with the radio it show. I, no, I, I, I enjoy as well. And just for the listener's sake, Dell is Dell Walmsley. He's the founder of the organization over 30 years ago, put this group together in Houston and it has grown and it is beyond Texas. It is nationwide. And Lynn is, uh, Lynn Murrow's our uh, executive VP of the, the company. Uh, two big, uh, big actors there. Um, yep. And what do you do as a mentor? Uh, well, now we just recently expanded. So all of the mentors are, we've got our home home area is Central Texas. So basically Waco to the border to El Paso. Um, so we've got a pretty big area, myself and, and Robert Hale in the Central Texas market. And then we expanded our scope to cover some of the national markets too, because those are the, the national markets are growing as well. So I uh, I've got to learn about the state of Colorado and Kansas and Missouri and Iowa and you know some of the Midwest area. So uh, it works for me. I'm a data junkie. I always like learning uh, learning more. And so you know the the challenge you know challenge accepted. Let's go let's go grow. So what we do yeah. is is for first-time leads or even season leads when they find a deal that they they think they want to go chase or they find a deal that they think have got a, got some good numbers, we sit down and, and break the numbers down with them and look at the market, look at the market surveys, look at the rent rolls, you know, all the all the data and uh, kind of break it down and, and get on a real granular level and then build it back up and 
see if it's something that we want to go tour. And, and if, if the lead wants to go tour it, then we go check it out and put eyes on. And then it's off to the races usually once we get to that point if uh, they get a contract on it. So Yeah, very good. That's a mentor. Very, very key. You know, when I was growing up as a single-family investor, my mentors held my hand very tightly, and, and I needed that back then. And, you know, as we shift into apartments, that's very, very important as well. So we're talking about two different types, by the way. Single-family mentors focus on houses. Multifamily, like Jeff, focus on apartments. Um, right. Last question. Just uh, we got about a minute here. Is it a good time to invest in apartments, Jeff? I think it is getting ready to be a great time. I think we're coming into a, uh, a shift in the market. We're seeing it in some areas. We're seeing some deals where we've seen million-dollar retrades, million-dollar price reductions on deals that we were chasing, you know, six, eight months ago. And so I think, you know, with interest rates, the, 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 the mindset of interest rates pulling back a little bit and, and some sellers kind of coming to the, to the table going, hey, it's, it's really is time to sell. I think we're right on the edge of time to go jump in. It's a great time to get educated, great time to learn about what you're doing as an investor, set up some goals, and then uh, go find some deals that, that take action. Goals. Yeah. Yeah. You said it yourself. You, you, you start to you learn where to look for capital. Soldier house. You know, we talk about things like this um, at the case studies at the two day uh, financial freedom seminar. And if you want to learn more about what we do, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. If you missed any part of this show, you can catch that archived there. But there's a button there for our free workshop. That's really where you should start. It's free. It's an hour and a half. Uh, learn about the five ways we make money in houses, six in apartments and learn about the things that Jeff and and, and our fellow uh, lead investors do, you know, how to get involved. So, Jeff, common regret amongst investors, what is it? Didn't start soon enough. That's right. <laughs> you get a room of people that have, that are real estate investors, I guarantee you, you're going to find every one of them says, I should have started earlier. Should have, could have, yeah. I wish yep. I had to. <laughs> so, hey, I think we're heading towards the end of here of the show, so I'm going to go ahead and thank you very much. I appreciate all the information about San Antonio, about the tertiary markets there, Eagle Pass. Glad to hear things are going as well down there as they are for you guys. To the Listener, hey, go check us out, lifestylesunlimited.com. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. You have a good day. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.